Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and sitting right next to me is my brother Tommy. How's it going? I'm doing good. And Tommy, look at this. He's back. Our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How's it going, man? It's going really well, Daniel. How are you doing, Tommy? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we're doing awesome now. Seeing your face once again. Uh, you were feeling a little under the weather last week. I, I broke my neck. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about that? Is it okay? Yeah, I don't care. So, I, yeah, I, your I, neck was. I, I woke up on Saturday and couldn't move. So. Uh, <laughs> what well, yeah, description you were telling me? It's like someone dropped you, right? Like uh, a spine buster. I, it, it, <laughs> I texted Danny. And I told him it felt like someone gave me a sit-down tombstone pile driver, and now my my neck is like a stack of dimes. So uh, Saturday and Sunday last week, I was in bed with a heating pad on all all both those days. Well, glad oh. you're feeling a little bit better now. I know your uh, neck is not like 100. percent You still kind of move like a little bit, like an owl, right? You're like, oh, oh, yeah, uh. I can. I can move without having to move my whole body. So, okay. There you like, go. like, uh, I went to go get pain medicines last week. Mm-hmm. And when I was crossing the street, I had to like, look like that. <laughs> moved your like, whole I had, body. I had to move. I couldn't turn my head. Like my oh head my was God. like stationary. Yeah, and what sucks. I told you, you know, privately in text, like when my neck was hurting, uh, it sucks when you're trying to like back out back, you know, in a car and you have to look back Yeah, and you have to like, uh, how can you turn your whole neck? Yeah. And, you have to turn and that's what body. I, and that's what I do for work. I know. It's <laughs> like just driving a car sucks. Cause then you can't really move your neck and like look around. So you obviously using your yeah. mirrors a lot more. Well, so the listeners are, the listeners are probably wondering what I do for work. I'm a NASCAR driver. So, uh, <laughs> You know, just putting that out there on Front Street. <laughs> there you go. So uh, here we are back at it for another episode of In The Click. We're going to talk some NXT. We're going to talk some SmackDown. And here we are. We are on the last stretch, the home stretch of the road to WrestleMania. Next week's going to be a busy week. We got the go-home show for Raw. We got the Hall of Fame. We got NXT uh, NXT TakeOver, Stand Deliver, Night 1, Night 2. Uh, special edition of SmackDown. It's going to be called a WrestleMania SmackDown. WrestleMania Night 1 and 2 on the weekend. We got Raw the following week, the Fallout episode from WrestleMania. The night after WrestleMania, that's always a big show for them. And the first episode of NXT on Tuesday night. Actually, Richard, I haven't had a chance to ask you your thoughts on uh, NXT officially moving to Tuesdays starting next week. 
Oh, dude, they lost the war. What a bunch of losers. No. Oh, God, they're on a multi-billion dollar platform. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, I'm very happy that I won't have to hear those stupid comments anymore. So um doesn't matter to me. I, I watch everything on delay anyway, so I'm I'm pleased no matter what. Yeah, for me, it's actually blessing in disguise because I like to live tweet and therefore it makes it a lot easier when it's just like one show a night instead of two. So it's like four hours and trying to watch everything. <laughs> and it just makes my nights a lot easier to watch one show and then watch other stuff that I'm interested in watching, you know, like watching The Flash and other TV shows. I know, Richard, you're a big Columbo fan, so it gives you oh, more yeah, time yeah. to watch Columbo. My, check, check out my podcast, Finding Columbo, uh, available wherever uh, podcasts are available. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, it doesn't matter. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, this whole war thing. It didn't really make sense. I mean, I get it. Two different companies going at it on the same night. I get that aspect of it, but we're well, in 2021. <laughs> people watching, as you just said, on delay, a lot of people yeah. watch DVR, you know, they DVR, watch Hulu. it later, they well, stream that, it. That's, yeah. That's the thing, because AEW is not on Hulu, correct? No, it's, uh, uh, I mean, they have the TNT app and everything is on there. Who uh, has that, though? <laughs> I use the TNT app. I love it. But there's but all of WWE programming's on Hulu, so it does make sense that I'm going to watch this one live because I know I can watch the other one, you know, within a couple hours. Mm, so okay, yeah, yeah, or an hour, or whatever it is. So and plus, it, Impact it, me, is moving to Thursdays. Yeah, you know. so Impact be on Thursdays. Oh yeah, that's, they're really going to pick up ratings on Thursdays, aren't they? Well, no, yeah. Richard, Tommy, don't you guys realize there's a new war, the Tuesday Night Wars, NXT versus NWA Power? Mm, well, well yeah. MLW's always been on Wednesdays as well, so... <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's going to be MLW versus AEW on Wednesdays. Yeah. Impact a, a by themselves on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, so much, like I said, so much wrestling. I guess for me personally, it, I'm so happy to move into Tuesdays. It's just, uh, it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of podcasts out there and, re- and YouTube shows that focus on the Wednesday Night War. So a lot of people are going to have to change up the formalities of their podcast now and i should i should start live tweeting when i decide to watch something <laughs> so it's, it's, like it's always later but i'll tweet as i'm watching no it'll be like four or five days later for raw and <laughs> so for like three hours you'll get these raw updates it's on a good. Friday or a Saturday, man, Bobby Lashley, I can't believe he yeah. did that. It's like, five you guys old. believe that? <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> what a maneuver! <laughs> so it's uh, no, I, I, for me personally, I'm just super happy. It just makes my life a little bit easier, and just recapping stuff and reviewing yeah. stuff and tweeting all it that. Was, it's, it was not a war. No. Well, I mean, Eric Bischoff brought up a good point. I listened to his interview with Chris Van Fleet, and he said, listen, back then, you had two A shows, uh, Raw versus Nitro. They dominated the rating. Yeah, they had like over 10 million viewers each, and it was like the A shows, these these superstars and wrestlers that everyone knows and loves. Yeah, but it wasn't wasn't like Raw's beating Nitro or Nitro's beating Raw. It's Raw and Nitro are dominating everything on television. Yeah, yeah. That night. And then like, NXT, well, NXT is like WWE's third show versus yeah. AEW's but, only but, show. But think think about that in today's context. Mm-hmm. They're beating Monday Night Football. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's how good Nitro and Raw did in ratings. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, it, 
it's just a different era. And uh, even Vince Russo, I listened to his interview with Chris Van Fleet as well. I did he, too. Yeah, bro. <laughs> bro. Uh, but yeah, he, he doesn't think it uh, was a Wednesday Night War to, to the extent that people it, think. It wasn't like the, the Attitude Era. It's it's always funny to hear Vince on a podcast like that where he's not friends with someone because he comes across as very charming. Mm. And then when you listen to his content on his okay. podcast network, he's a monster. You know, like it's it's there's just swearing and the bros, and then sometimes he's found God and sometimes he hasn't. He's he's a very complicated person. Yeah, because I I I was fascinated to listen. I don't know much about Vince Russo. I know he's a very polarizing figure from his time in wrestling. He's, he's probably the most polarizing. Figure. Yeah, so I was really interested to listen to this interview to kind of learn more about him, and you know, they touch a little bit about his time before wrestling, but just it was focused on what he did, and he had a really interesting, I think, viewpoints about what he thinks makes a successful wrestling TV show. Yeah, how He's he, right about it, though. Yeah, how he gets the like average listener to tune in, or fan, I should him, say. Russo and Cornette are very similar in the in the, 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 the that they are both people that are polarizing, but they clearly know what they're... Like, Russo knows how to put a show together top to bottom, probably mm-hmm. better than most people. Mm-hmm. And, and Cornette knows what people actually want to see and how to get there. And mm-hmm. both of them just have these personalities where they can't shut the F up. <laughs> and like, like they could both be working somewhere right now. Mm-hmm. And it was like Russo gave Impact or TNA at the time, like a 1.5 rating or 1.3 consistently when they moved over to Spike TV. Mm-hmm. And when they let him go, you can see the ratings go down and down and down and down. And they've mm-hmm. never gone up since he left. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't, to me, it, it's funny because I can remember a specific impact where, the fans started chanting F Vince Russo because they thought he wrote something that they didn't like on TV and he wasn't working at the company at the time. Mm. So it's like, to me, it's just to me, like wrestling fans base your opinions based off of your opinion, not others. So yeah, like, and I, I really enjoy Vince Russo as far as what he explained, how to make a very compelling episode of television. It's like you start off with the promo. That's your a yeah. storyline. And that's going to be the ongoing through story throughout the episode of like raw. Let's say you start with the promo, then you check again backstage later in the night. And then it pays off in the main event. That's the ongoing story. Then you have your B storyline, your C storyline happening throughout the episode as well. So I really enjoyed hearing them break it down like that. And do you really, agree with it? What's that? Do you agree with it? Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as how to get me in and watch the storyline, he was like, he he was explaining how you get people emotionally involved in these characters, these wrestlers, and want to tune in throughout the episode. The storytelling, the matches itself is what is a whole separate thing. How these guys perform yeah. in the ring, but the actual story—that's what he was really concerned about. And he brought up a good point. He's like, you know, in the last couple of years, fans you know, want better matches and stuff. And it's like, sure, WWE can book two guys who could put on a five-star match, but if there's no compelling storyline to it, no one's going to care. And I'm really glad he brought that up in that interview with Chris Van Fleet. It was like, yeah, it's true. Because remember when the McMahons came out a couple years ago and says, you're the authority now. And so they're trying to do fresh matchups and stuff. And yeah, sure, you throw these guys together who were great in NXT or whatever. But if there's no compelling storyline there, that – that one match, sure, it's great, but it's not going to last. That's going to get you to the next pay-per-view. So I really yeah. enjoyed that aspect of hearing him explain 
where he comes from from a, a writer's standpoint. So it was really cool to hear that. So, uh, but yeah, here we are. Like I said, just uh, on the road to WrestleMania. So much to get into. We're gonna do our best to document all of it uh, over the next week and a half. All the major shows and uh, recap Hall of Fame, all that stuff. So obviously, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media in the click at gmail dot com. Uh, so for tonight's episode, we're gonna do something a little different. We're gonna do a little bit role reversal, I guess you could say. Uh, we're gonna start. With I'm gonna be baby Huey. Yeah. Tommy is gonna be me, and and. <laughs> Danny, you're going to be uh, Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to think about that. <laughs> I was got a Steve Weiser in my hand. It's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, Richard. <laughs> Come on, oh. Tommy, do your best Richard impression. Columbo. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so we're going to talk SmackDown first, talk about some of the highlights from there, and then we're going to talk about... Uh, NXT, and then we'll give our predictions at the very end for TakeOver. Uh, so for SmackDown this week, uh, one big thing that was announced at the top of the show was next Friday is going to be a WrestleMania SmackDown. Um, more or less, it's going to be matches that were probably equivalent to like on the kickoff show, but instead of happening night one before the main show starts, these matches are going to happen on Friday night, and there's a little bit method Smack- to that madness. Smackdown Smackdown is Sunday night heat. <laughs> That's what Sunday did too. Um so a couple things. Um uh, uh let me see. Okay, so n- this episode of Smackdown I really felt was like the go home episode for WrestleMania based on what happened here and we'll go over those highlights in a second. Because next Friday they're treating that more like the kickoff episode of WrestleMania. The reason behind that is so rumor going around online is so night one of WrestleMania. Keep in mind, WrestleMania is going to be the first time WWE is back in front of a live audience in over a year. So what, 25,000 people each night? It's a big deal to them. And so I don't want I think they don't want to ruin that initial pop, that loud explosion from the audience, the applause on a kickoff match. They want it to have more more meaning for whoever walks out for the very first time in front of that live audience. So therefore no kickoff matches on night one. And this also uh, comes off a tweet from wrestle votes was hearing something interesting. WWE may not feature a match on the WrestleMania kickoff show for night one as the first entrance back in front of fans is being looked as a huge deal, not decided at all, but definitely a conversation happening uh. within creative. So that's what a lot of people are kind of speculating. Who's going to be put it to me. If you so, put it to me that way, I didn't yeah. even think about it that way. If you put it to me that way, you almost want to put Bobby Lashley and Drew on first, don't you? Like, we talked about this before we start yeah. recording, but, like, the way you just put it, I feel like you have to put the title match first. So, this is what I'm thinking is going to happen. Keep in mind, Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil are the hosts of WrestleMania. So, Robert. maybe they're going to be the first ones to walk out and from the audience live for the very first time. So dun, 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 dun. that's going to be the first thing you hear from the live crowd. You can see Hogan flexing, getting Hulkamaniacs pumped up. That's what I, I imagine is probably going to happen. In my heart, I think we talked about this in the past. I always thought maybe Drew McIntyre should have been the one to walk out from the crowd for the first time. What's that? 
Hold on, brother. Okay, hold, hold on, on, brother. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold <laughs> on, dude. What? Are we getting are we getting Hulk Hogan or are we getting Hollywood, brother? Oh, NWO for life. He was going to Hall of Fame this week or next week, I should say, as well. I'm hoping we get that black beard. <laughs> He's going to die. <laughs> so, um, so with that being said, I imagine the safe bet is going to be Hogan and Tyus O'Neill coming out for the very first time saying hi, everyone. Welcome, so. welcome to the show. My, my, I think person, they want to avoid the mixed reactions with Hogan for maybe right after the match. Absolutely true. Very, very strong point. So, yeah, do they start out with just a match straight into a match? Or this is an idea I have. Remember, you know, when 9 11 happened, the first SmackDown after 9 11? Oh. Vince, Vince McMahon came out with the entire roster on stage. Now, granted, that was obviously a much tr- a big tragedy, historical event. This well, is a little bit different. It's a pandemic. Yeah. It's historical. But I thought maybe a little bit more of a, a compromise is you have the entire WWE roster come out on stage, have Vince McMahon standing in front of them, and welcomes the entire crowd there. Everyone watching on TV on Peacock welcomes everyone and says his catch line, Welcome to WrestleMania. <laughs> like, that's, I think, would be kind of cool. I agree. Yeah. It's always good. Yeah, so because you know Stephanie McMahon kind of carried tradition last year, and she said, "Welcome to WrestleMania." So maybe Vince can do it. Like Tommy, Vince, which one Vince, was he? I'd be going with Vince, Stephanie, or top. Triple H. Yeah. Ooh, what if Triple H come out and did? Are you ready? Are you ready? That could work. No, Tommy, what was the one where Vince had the tux and the red tie, bow tie? Says, "Welcome to WrestleMania." Well, that was at three. WrestleMania three. That was three. That was three? three. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he comes out in the same suit. Like, yeah. <laughs> comes out like that. well, he also said he um, has that suit anymore. Well, well WrestleMania two, he also uh, introduced the you know the crowd, the crowd, and all that. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking. But that was at the uh, Nassau Coliseum in in uh, New York. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking. Like, that's a good compromise. You get the whole roster out there, and he says, "Welcome everyone," and then they leave, and then you have the first match. Um, now with the first match. Do you go with like a banger? Do you go with the WWE Championship? That's you know up in the air. I mean, we could speculate, you know, to we're blue in the face. So who can it be? I mean, I kind of like your idea, Richard. Maybe you go with the WWE Championship first, and then Bianca Belair and Sasha I, can headline think, at the end. If you think about it, it would be really cool if Drew McIntyre got that first pop. Yeah, yeah. Considering his, the match over like the last year and his WrestleMania match last year, but that's interesting too because then you would have. Sasha and Bianca headline uh, night one of this year. Yeah, that'd be cool. And, you know, they put, you know, remember, was it was a couple years ago in New York, uh, the Universal match, uh, Seth and Brock opened yeah, up was the first one. WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they have no problem putting like a, cha- a big championship to start the show. I don't have a problem with that. And so, and Drew, since he is the challenger and the babyface, he would be first to come out. So maybe, yeah, he could be the one to welcome everyone. And he deserves it. He's been champion for the majority of the pandemic year. And so I really want to see him get that big crowd reaction. So, of course, uh, yeah, all that said. uh, So with that being said, it's like you said, SmackDown next week, uh, next Friday, like I said, special WrestleMania edition of SmackDown on April 9th. Uh, So far, what's teased for that show is Universal Champion Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan and Edge will address the WWE Universe probably. 
some last bit of promos before their triple threat match uh, that weekend. Um, there's going to be a SmackDown Fatal 4-Way for the Tag Team Championship. It's going to be, uh, let's see, the Dirty Dogs, Dolph and Robert Roode taking on Street Profits, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, and Otis and Chad Gable. And there's going to be the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and there's a full list of all That's 20 That's going to be on SmackDown? Yes. Yeah, so those three segments are currently wow. scheduled for this Friday. Yeah. I'm into that. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's good to get those out of the way. Yeah, I mean, those are matches you would probably see on the kickoff show anyway. So, so, so we're probably going to get some raw people for that battle royal too. Yeah, yeah. so um I mean, there's a full list. I mean, I can run it down if you want. It's kind of long. Do it fast, fast, okay. fast. I go, got it. Go, uh, go. Akira Tozawa, Angel Garza, Cedric, Alexander, Drew Gulak, Elias, Eric, uh, Grand Metalik, Humberto Carrillo, Jackson Riker, Jey Uso, Kalisto, King Corbin, Lince Dorado, Mace, Murphy, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, Shelton, Shelton Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Slapjack, T-Bar, and Tucker. Remember Nakamura. Him? Tucker? Nakamura. Yeah, Nakamura's probably going to win it. Yeah. I'm picking Nakamura. Yeah, he's been... The book strongest out of everyone in that group. Yeah. Um, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Uso wins it. Yeah, Jay Uso could be a strong That's contender true. as well. It's weird that he doesn't have a match. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably... Would he come out with Roman in the main event? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, part of me, I'm a little bummed out that all these people in this match and the uh, tag match are not going to be involved in the actual WrestleMania well, weekend. The but, people that have matches at WrestleMania this year, I feel like they have the strongest like momentum for a WrestleMania yeah, match. Like, yeah. like I get it. Like it's it really is unfortunate that we don't have something for Bailey right now, but there's nothing for Bailey right now. Or Charlotte. So, Charlotte, that's a whole nother issue of what well, she's been... you never know what could happen yeah, on Monday. Exactly. So that could change on Monday. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Bailey and Charlotte are like the two big names that don't have anything booked for WrestleMania so far. And that's uh, who knows? Something could happen last minute. Hey, it happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people are a little upset that everyone involved in all these matches are not going to be involved in actual WrestleMania weekend from the live crowd. This is all going to be done at the Thunderdome. And actually, to be honest, if you can avoid spoilers, because this was actually filmed a couple days ago already inside the Thunderdome. So, um, oh. I mean, I, I see it as just a big preview next Friday of last minute people to subscribe to Peacock, turn into Peacock this weekend, watch WrestleMania. So this this episode of SmackDown is going to be one big ad for Peacock TV. That's how I envision it. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking maybe Ray and Dominic are probably going to win father and son to win SmackDown tag titles. That's my early prediction. But I'm a little bummed that that big moment is not going to be in front of a crowd. It's going to be just from the Thunderdome TV screens. But it's still going to be on a big stage, you know, everyone tuning in on Friday, and it's going to get people to tune in on WrestleMania as, as well. So they're, they're kind of helping the company out in that sense. So that's a big opportunity for them. I don't know, but I, I'm still a little bummed. I, I think it would it would benefit SmackDown to have either Ray and Dominic win the belts or have Tucker and Gable win the belts, just because I feel like both of those teams are good Otis, teams. But Otis, Otis. Otis, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I I think it kind of helps legitimize them as a tag team right now because I think people are sleeping on the teams that haven't had belts, Mm -hmm. including the women's division right now. Mm -hmm. So it's it's funny to me that like people are so hot about like Nia and Shayna having the belts for this long and that they're not a real tag team and blah blah blah. And it's like, like 
Well, they're trying to build them up to WrestleMania where someone's going to beat them. Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. going to be the Riot Squad. So Yeah, and we'll get into that in a second as well because I'm curious how that's going to play out. They haven't announced anything yet. But um, um, for me also, uh, you, you know, like I said, as much as I'm bummed that all these people are not going to be on WrestleMania weekend, keep in mind, though, back in the day when we grew up in WrestleMania, not everyone made the card. Yeah. You had to earn that. And, you know, they went with the big names. People, as you say, with the most momentum were featured on the card. In the past, the last few years, WrestleMania has been very uh, clunky as far as they try to fit everyone on the card. You get all these fatal yeah. four ways or triple yeah. threats, fatal four ways. And it's like, I'm more traditional. I, I rather, like one-on-one, yeah. one-on-one matches. I'd I rather not see them on there and maybe make it up to those people at the next pay-per-view. Yeah, summer exactly. Slide. Yeah. You know, so, you know, back in the day, they didn't force everyone on the roster on the show. You had to earn your spot. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, these these matches are just not at the time worth you know the moment that the or the time on that wrestlemania weekend so it's just the luck of the draw um i'll still tune in obviously on smackdown and you know support and watch it of anything you know give smackdown that extra ratings bump next friday and you know tune in and see what happens i'm sure it's gonna be a major title change that that's probably gonna happen uh so yeah we'll see how it goes but uh, uh speaking of smackdown specifically this week uh, the big story is obviously just a continuation of building up the drama and the storyline for the triple threat match for the main event for wrestlemania night two um richard i know you weren't on last week but last week's episode of smackdown they officially announced adam pierce said daniel bryan will be part of the triple threat for wrestlemania against edge and roman i mean daniel had a good good point he's like hey i made roman tapped out at fast lane um i deserve an opportunity to face him again and he's willing to fight him and uh had all these different scenarios of how to work at WrestleMania weekend, but Adam Pierce ultimately decided let's go with the triple threat. So what are your thoughts on just now a triple threat match with all three of these guys? I like it. Um I think it's better than an alternative. I, I, I think this is the best case scenario. Plus it makes it a lot more intriguing. Because right now it doesn't like right now, unless Brock were to come back, no one's beaten Roman one on one. And yeah, I feel I feel like Daniel Bryan. I mean, you can make an argument for all three of them. Mm-hmm. You could say you could easily say that Roman Reigns is in such a place right now that you don't want to take the belts on him. Meanwhile, Daniel Bryan can create that Daniel Bryan hype out of thin air, and then you've got Edge. That's just a fan favorite, and you know people that might not have been watching wrestling might watch to watch Edge. So, yeah, it, it, it's really like, interesting because, as you said, Daniel Bryan. Adding him to this storyline, it's been really a, a fun, big boost of energy, a whole new dynamic that's really been engaging for me to watch, per se. Now there's the opportunity. Are we going to maybe get a reenactment of WrestleMania 30 here, yeah. you know, potentially? Kind of very similar storyline. He's the red hot baby face. Edge, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's a heel now. I was like, no, he, I think he's more of a tweener. And he's more just frustrated at the situation here. He still wants to take out Roman. But he's mad at Daniel Bryan for inserting himself into his match that he won the opportunity and, for at Royal Rumble. And you can tell by looking or kind of reading Edge's face that he knows that Daniel Bryan's points are right. Yeah, like he knows yeah. it. But yeah. it's it's just like he knows that he's also losing a percentage of his win value. Like <laughs> Tom and I were do doing that. Steiner math the other day. Yeah, exactly. You had a 33% chance of winning. 33 
a third percent chance. But since I'm the best best person in the ring, I collect to make it more of a seventy five percent chance. Yeah. Wherever the whole since mm-hmm. Samoa Joe's a fat ass. <laughs> Oh, uh, one of the all-time greats. I hope his nephew, Bronson Steiner, does a similar promo at some point in God, his I career. hope so. <laughs> so he's got to. Yes. If his dad's Rick Steiner and his uncle Scott, like, he's going to be a mean promo. It's, Hopefully it's uh, <laughs> politically incorrect and... You know, Scott Steiner circa 1998. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> That's... If, if, if you if any of you listeners are newer to this podcast just go to peacock and watch any scott steiner from 1998 where they're probably bleeped off on the the, the network now well, but you he, can find him on youtube yeah, uh, YouTube. yeah. <laughs> but he, he was calling people that were uh uh terms that you can't use now exactly mentally handicapped people yeah it's, uh, the, it's the r word yeah <laughs> Yeah. So and the other F word. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So the best him uh, going out of the ring and finding some attractive woman in the crowd and telling the man that he's going to take his woman. What are you going to do about it? I got the largest arms in the world, Jack. <laughs> so, oh my god! I cannot wait for Bronson to make his debut. But uh, for for, for Edge, um, this week on SmackDown, Edge comes out. Cuts a great promo. I really enjoyed this promo. He more or less said he looked in the mirror and realized he is the rated R superstar again. And even the announcer said that when he came out to the ring and says Daniel Bryan did what he's known for doing. Just, you know, uh, ultimate. um, What's the word? Ultimate underdog uh, under the or You know, when you insert yourself, you find your way to to get that traitor. (laughs) Competitor, <laughs> yes. the uh, uh, ultimate. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Now I'm blanking on what's the term. Let me see if it's uh, 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 actions have awakened the radar superstar. Oh, they, oh even WWE.com doesn't have the name. Of it, damn it! Radio. But no, this but, is no, but Ed, radio. no, but Edge sees a lot of his old school self in Daniel Bryan. Ultimate opportunity, Op- uh, opportunist, opportunist. That's yes, the word. That's it. Wow. Thank wow. You. Thank you. This, is, this will be my last podcast. <laughs> so, uh, so anything, Edge is awoken. He's got a new fire under him, and he's just super intense and energetic for this match. So what you think about this opening promo from Edge here? Solid. I, I feel like everything Edge has done on a microphone since he's come back, and, you know, I, I've told you Edge was not my favorite person before this comeback. So, mm-hmm. uh, But I think his, his microphone work has been very solid and uh, – you can you can tell that you know he's just kind of given free range just to say what he wants, but he's also been a writer the last year, so yeah. they trust him mm-hmm, exactly. And then uh, it was also announced that Daniel Bryan will have a street fight with Jay Uso. Paul Heyman at one point went to Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville's office and asked to make sure that uh, Jay Uso has. Uh, What's the word? Uh, freedom, do whatever he wants in the match, and we'll get held liable for it just to sell the point that the street fight might get really intense out of hand. Um, and the main event itself, uh, Tommy and I were watching it earlier, just rewatching it. We thought it was a very good PG street fight. If that makes sense. It just yeah. used the chair for a bit, and they had the it's, chain. It's, it's like it's like comparing uh, ECW hardcore wrestling with a WWF hardcore match from back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was a solid main event. I mean, they they use a couple weapons, like I said, the steel chair and, and the chain. chain. Um, ultimately, uh, Daniel Bryan 
used the chain in the elbow and pounded Jey Uso in the face and then uh, um, submitted uh, Jey Uso and won the match. And then right after, he drop kicks uh, Edge, who's doing commentary, and then goes after uh, uh, Roman Reigns, who's sitting at the top of the ramp and puts him in his submission hold. And so Daniel Bryan looked very tall, stood very tall at the end of this episode. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, Daniel Bryan looked awesome badass here just taking out all of his competitors so um it's gonna be tough man to make a prediction for this main event here i need some more time to think about it um we also saw the four tag teams that we mentioned earlier go at it that was good just preview for uh, a reminder to watch the kickoff show next week um i was gonna ask you about this whole seth rollins and cesaro feud going on here the main thing is seth rollins who's basking in his success and rubbing in Cesaro's face that Cesaro has, has not achieved anything as a singles competitor. And it's a big moment for him. It's his first singles match at WrestleMania. While I, I like the dynamic of heel and babyface here, I just wish Cesaro would do a better job on the microphone. And the only thing he seems to focus on is just swinging Seth Rollins. That's it. I'm like, come on, man. Give me some more passion of like what it means to kick Seth Rollins ass. I don't know what you think, Richard, about this whole feud going on. I'm fine with it. I, I, I think uh, I think it's this is like I don't know. It, you remember when they had that little storyline with uh, Mandy Rose and Naomi over mm-hmm. uh, the Uso that she's married to? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay. It's like it's like that where this is this is just kind of a little like the story itself is a nothing to get to something better mm, and okay. i think i think re- like wwe in particular needs some more of stuff like this where you can take something that's kind of a throwaway storyline that's for a couple of weeks or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then get to a, a, like a match because like that's what this is essentially this only happened what two three weeks ago so where it's kind of really been coming together in the last few weeks yeah yeah, yeah. i i i want to see more of that leading into kind of every pay-per-view or, mm, or okay. a, a bigger night of a raw or SmackDown. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm happy with it. Yeah. So I, I, I really want to see Cesaro win, though. Get and, a big win. Seth, Seth Rollins had a pretty sweet suit on. That purple suit, man. He was drip, yeah. drip, as they say. Yeah. The cool kids say. Whatever that means. I, I have no idea. It's just dripping with ooseness, swag. Swag. This is getting, this is getting uh, weird. Uh, we also saw Apollo challenge Big E to a Nigerian drum fight. No idea what that is. I'm guessing it's some sort of hardcore match where they can use weapons. And <laughs> I'm guessing. I don't know. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Carmella. Uh, Sasha tried to come in and do the bank statement on her, but Bianca countered. And then Sasha ran out of the ring and just stared down well, each other. Yeah, I didn't like that. I thought, okay, two things. Mm-hmm. Two things. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Mm-hmm. Like, Sasha and Bianca are face-to-face. Sasha doesn't attack Bianca because Bianca points at the sign. <laughs> like, she's moments away from attacking her, but then she stops it. Okay, I respect that. <laughs> Bullshit. You should have hit her. <laughs> Point number two is if Seth Rollins and, and Cesaro are so mad at each other, how can they stand in the same ring without touching each other for an in-ring interview? Like, I hate that. I'm the, like, a grudge, I, yeah. Like, what happened to the guy standing on the ramp? Like mm-hmm. and then the other guys in the ring. Like, I get it. Now I, I, I mean, I guess for this segment, it was Corey Graves who's conducting the interview. Week. 
I know. Now you're right. Yeah. And I, I missed the days. Like, yeah. Remember, what was it? Uh, Bret Hart would be in the ring and Shawn Michaels yeah. and DX would come out from the ramp because they keep in like 50 yards from each other. But that's how they could talk crap because they knew they're so far away that they're not going to get to them in time. They ran off. So yeah. and I'm with you that that little detail is what's missing in wrestling today. It's, it's like, lost art. Yeah, absolutely. No one's a badass anymore. Like even Braun and and, and uh, Shane like can be in the ring at the same time, and it's just like, what? Like I this know. doesn't happen with Austin and Rock and Undertaker, I and I don't I, know who's who's in charge of that little aspect of it, but fix it or yeah, fuck um, up. A couple more things real quick just to wrap up SmackDown. So uh, Natty defeated Shayna Baszler. It was a very quick match, like a quick roll-up. And it's like Shayna Baszler keeps losing by via roll-up as of late. I'm like, come on, Shayna. Yeah, that's her weakness, how you take her out. You you know why? R-Truth has been showing the competitors how to beat her. (laughs) Change my mind. (laughs) Well, if I remember correctly, that's how Kari Sane beat uh, Shayna Baszler. Which she had like the neck like caught down, right? Yeah. Uh, roll up. Yeah. yeah. So Shayna Baszler, for someone who's an MMA fighter, doesn't know how to grapple on the mat. So, yeah. uh, but uh, ultimately we saw all four women tag teams that are like have a reason to go after the tag titles. We saw Nia doing commentary with Reginald and Shayna. So they're the current champions. But we saw Natty and Tamina. We saw the Riot Squad. We saw Naomi and Lana. And then we saw the Riot... Uh, wait, no. Uh, who's the fourth tag team I'm missing here? Uh, Naomi and Lana. Said that one. Naomi and Lana. Riot Squad. Riot Squad. Oh, uh, Amanda... Or Mandy, Mandy and, Mandy Rose uh, and, and Dana and Brooke. Dana Brooke, yeah. yeah. So they're all mixing it up. So I don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to be... I thought, I thought this is the best part of SmackDown, in my opinion. Well, so I wonder, is it going to be like a fatal four-way and the winner wins a title opportunity for the title, tag title? I think it's going to be a gauntlet. So, yeah, I wonder, they haven't announced anything yet, but, you know, it could be a (laughs) last-minute decision, maybe on Raw, maybe on that WrestleMania SmackDown, or it could be part of the kickoff show for WrestleMania night two. Who knows? So, we'll see how it goes, but uh, I have a feeling Nia... My guess is Lana and Naomi will probably win and then beat Naya, beat Naya and Shayna because Lana and Naya have history together with all the table spots and that could be a feel good moment at Wrestlemania that their baby faces win and get become new tag champions that's just a guess so anyway we'll see how it goes um, last but not least Sami Zayn the big red carpet premiere for his trailer of his whole conspiracy he had uh, was it Logan Paul come out as a special guest um <laughs> so they're going back and forth talking about his head the red carpet he pulls up what do you think of the actual trailer itself i enjoyed it it was goofy i did oh I, you know i love shit like that like yeah. that's like wwe's like i know you talked about raw this week already but like you know the bad bunny music video thingy like that stuff i love it's so bad like give me katie vick i love that crap <laughs> like it's 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 like I don't know. It just young in the hand. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I know more about that than I should. Well, okay. So I I thought the trailer was goofy. It was just like cuts of Sammy. Just all this conspiracy. You want to, I have a, I have a stupid fun fact for you. Okay. The guy who, the guy who delivers May Young's hand is one of the creators of Metalocalypse, Tommy Blacha, who used to be one of the writers for Conan O'Brien's show. 
Yeah, oh, Metalocalypse yeah. is awesome. Yeah, the blonde, the blonde guy who's giving takes the hand out of May Young is Tommy Blacha. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I've seen. Um, what's the name? In, what's the band's name? In I told you, I like, I like those segments. Uh, uh, are they called I'm, No, is called. it Metalocalypse the band? Um, look it up, Tommy, because. Tommy, you, we, 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 we saw, saw them, them live at, the, yeah. at San Jose State Event Center. No, no, we saw them at the uh, Fox Theater. Or saw them at Fox, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've seen Metalocalypse live. Brandon Smalls, is that who the creator is? Uh, so yeah, he, he just went, passed away, didn't he? No, yeah. he's still alive, right? I, I, Brandon Smalls, I think. Oh, man, let me double check. Uh, Brandon Small. Yeah, he's still alive. Someone, one of the writers or the artists just passed away. Oh, really? Um, yeah, Metalocalypse here. Uh, God, what was the name of the band? Death Clock. That's Death what Clock. It was. Death oh, Clock. Oh, yes. So, yeah, we saw Death Clock live. They were awesome. Gene Hoagland was playing drums on that show. Yeah, so it was, great. Bad, it was badass. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Logan Paul comes out and uh, watches the trailer. I thought it was goofy. It was a lot of just cutaways of him, Sammy Venting. Like, he was staring at the garbage bags. He's like, hates refs now. And they show zebras running. The epic music and stuff. <laughs> Like that's what got me. Like, it was cool. Like got the, me. I mean, they showed like real footage just from past pay per views and SmackDowns, but then they had the separate camera angles from his actual cameraman. So I guess they were filming the whole time because <laughs> I thought it was just a gag. Like, sorry to break kayfabe, but it, it was great. I, I I really enjoyed it. It was funny. It's it a fun trailer. Is Not, Logan is Logan Paul the guy who? had some heat a few years ago for filming a dead body in the yes. Japanese suicide forest. Yes. Or was that his brother, Jake? I don't know. I mean, no, that was Logan Paul. There, was Logan is, Paul? There, so there is two of them. There's yeah. two of them. They're there's brothers. The, the, yeah. Joke. There's Jake and Logan Paul. And they're both YouTube. They both stars. box. Yeah. I mean, they're both boxes. Wannabe boxes. Yeah, they're not real fighters. Wannabe boxes. 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 So, I mean, I, I love this trailer. And then, so afterwards, Sammy asked Logan for his thoughts and he's like, it was good, good effort. But then he talked, he says, I talked to Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens told me you're just crazy and still believe in all this conspiracy stuff and you need to stop. And, and Sammy got all mad and defensive. But he did say before the trailer that he was going to be at WrestleMania 37. He accepted the invite. But then Kevin Owens comes out, attacks him, stuns him, and just told him, like, dude, stop this. I'm going to kick your ass until you stop acting like this crazy. So. Uh, we're going to get Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn at uh, WrestleMania. Sami attacked him later in the hallway as well. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we know they put on great matches with one another. So this they, be, know, they know each other oh so well. This is yeah. probably going to be it's, it's the biggest stage for their matchup. Yeah, this it's this generation's Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle. Like, it <laughs> yeah. always delivers, but God, they've done it so many times. I mean, that's exactly. true. It's like we've seen it so many times. At least it's been a couple years, I think, since they've done it. But still... We've seen it a lot, so this might be the final final for 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 a while at least. Fingers yeah. crossed. Um, so no, you know, a very good episode of SmackDown. Like I said, the go home episode, arguably um, before WrestleMania, even though they have one more episode of SmackDown, but it's going to be dedicated to all like the quote what would have been like kickoff matches. So, all right, let's move on over to this week's episode of NXT, and this was also a go home episode for uh, NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff happened on this episode. We'll go through the highlights here. Yeah. First highlight, Roderick Strong. The story of Roderick Strong. One, he's dealing with Cameron Grimes, who wants to buy the IP rights to the Undisputed Era. Has a t-shirt made. Um, oh, my God. I, I mean, I, Roddy's just 
down and out on his luck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Richard, let me ask you this. What are your thoughts on Roderick Strong just so like depressed and upset that the Undisputed Era is done and he doesn't know what to do with himself? I enjoy that aspect. I know some people... Yeah. They're critical about yeah, it. Yeah, critical. It's like, oh, just get over it. I'm like, no, he's devoted his whole life for the last three plus years to this to this group, and now they're done. I mean, it's like you are ripping a Band-Aid off like a big part of your life, and you're trying to find yourself now. So I actually enjoy like this post-dramatic stress, whatever you want to call it, of dealing with this. I, I enjoy this aspect of it. I do, too. I... I think that he's probably going to have a hand in the match with uh, uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. I yeah. don't know what that hand is. If if it's maybe he just comes out and beats the crap out of both of them uh, with Bobby Fish, I don't know. That's so, it. Where's Bobby Fish fall in all this? He's just like hiding out somewhere. Maybe yeah. he's in a hyperbolic uh, chamber, probably. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Fish sticks, Tommy. Uh, Matt Riddle used to say fish sticks. Oh, yeah. How much fish could Bobby fish fish if Bobby fish could fish fish? <laughs> fry fish, yeah. yeah. How much fish could Bobby fish fry fish if Bobby sticks, fish that, could that fry from, fish? I miss South Park. I miss Matt Riddle and NXT. <laughs> Dude, he had, a, he had a moment. Was it this week or last week where this he just week. zoomed in front of AJ on the scooter? Oh my god! I like, had to rewind that. I was laughing so hard. What do you think of Riddle? He him Skipper, out of yeah. the way, Skipper. Yes. What do you think of... It's not Survivor Series anymore. <laughs> exactly. Because that was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of this week where he uh, forgot his line on live TV? I loved just... it. It was great. <laughs> I mean, he's, he comes across as like such a stoner. It's it, like he can't do wrong on a microphone now. <laughs> Like, he can flub up all he wants, and people are just going to write it off as he's high. Even though he's, he's like not RBD anymore. all over again. <laughs> he's like uh, Van Damme all over again. So we see Kevin Grimes show a t-shirt that says, what, crime? <laughs> it says, uh, crimes the system, I think. Grimes the system. Grimes to the system. Grimes and it has, like, system. his face all over it. Yeah. Uh and so Roderick's pissed off, hits him, and it leads to a match between the two of them. A uh, good opening match between the two of them. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, the main thing Roderick Strong likes is so distraught over the dispute area. He sees people wearing their shirts in the crowd. He's distracted. Oh, still yeah. very sad. Yeah. Ultimately, we see uh, Cameron Grimes reach for his crotch in his tights and pulls out an undisputed air armband. Um, Roderick sees it, gets distracted, and uh, Cameron Grimes... Uh, was able to get the victory here. Yeah. So that's the big story. We see later in the night, Roger Strong leaves early, leaves the building, so he doesn't even participate in the Battle Royal later on. Yep. Um, yeah, you brought up a good point, Richard. I think Roger Strong is probably going to get involved maybe somehow, which kind of sucks because takeovers are known for just clean finishes. I wonder what role is he going to play also Bobby Fish as well. No one's talking about him as of late. I know he's been injured. So what these other two members of Undisputed Era, what's next for them? That's the big question. And I like this story with Roger Strong. He's going to find himself and maybe I'm, find a I'm, new character. I'm guessing that they, they're probably either – look, you can do it one of two ways. You can either have Roderick screw Kyle because Adam's leaving, mm-hmm. most likely. Most likely. Mm-hmm. We don't know that for sure. That's speculation. Mm-hmm. Or uh, – Adam's not leaving and he screws Adam. Yeah. 
And that's the thing. It's uh, I mean, we could talk more about that in predictions later. But yeah, it's uh, Roderick Strong. He's in a really interesting spot right now. So uh, this could be a good time for him to shine moving forward. Um, also, real quick, it was a night of promo packages, videos. We saw Karrion Cross's training video. We saw Walter cut a great video promoting his match for Ciampa, saying he's not the man he used to be. And he can't wait to kick his ass and make the ring sacred, all that stuff. Um Champa had an amazing backstage video as well. Yeah, just saying. Listen, my favorites. Yeah, I'm not the same guy in 2018, but I can go back there if I need to. The necklace is what my wife and daughter gave me before he has neck surgery, and so. he hates chairs. Yeah, he hates chairs. He, he just it. slams them everywhere. I love the Champa video, and then Finn Balor even cut a video about his training getting ready for Cross here. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I just combine it all into one. So, Richard, yeah, your takeaways just from all these video packages. Oh, and also the Prime Target video. Yeah. Uh, the promoting Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and their whole uh, history. There's like a full like six minute version on the on YouTube you can watch. Yeah. Uh, shout out Jeremy Barash put that together as well. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed the beginning of that with the the, the cassette tape and that yeah. it's, it's very old school looking yeah it was great an old microphone and just the videos of their history of adam cole and kyle riley so yeah just richard just kind of all together your thoughts and all these great video packages from the night uh i i i like the prime target one okay uh and i like the walter one a lot uh i did not like the chopper one hmm. at all really i i thought it was tacky I mean, this is a guy that they've touted forever that took Johnny Gargano's wedding ring at one point at a takeover and threw it into the crowd. And and now we're supposed to care that he's got a necklace. It's not even his wedding ring. It's a necklace that means something to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I did not like that. Also, I, I think I was on last week, but I hated Cole and, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly's face-to-face on NXT the week prior. The content like, signing? It, it was corny as hell. Like, yeah. I was watching it. I was watching it at my parents and I was doing some laundry mm-hmm. and my mom was even in the room and she was just like, Oh my God, are they still talking? But did you, terrible. I noticed cause I watched when I watched those closely and you see the security guards right there mm-hmm. and I look, see if it's one of the wrestlers or the, one of the signees. And I recognize one of them was a, uh, the, one of the new signees they had, uh, Drew Gasp- Casper. Yeah, it's always cool watching the security. That's like the future stars of like that yeah. respective promotion. So yeah. I pay attention to the, yeah. uh, those details. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I thought it was a lot of great video packages, just getting you hyped up for next week's yeah. takeover. Um, let's it see. Was a, it was a very good go home show for for next week. Yeah, yeah, All absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um we also saw Santos Escobar come out open challenge took on Tyler Breeze. Um uh, he wins and then uh his two guys from Legado del Fantasma. Good yeah, good, good, match, match. good match. They come out and you know they get involved. MSK comes out for the save mm-hmm. and then Grizzled Young Vet Grizzled Young Veterans are on the big screen. Yep. And it's just promoting their triple threat match to become the new tag title uh winners, tag team champions. Tag team Everything champions. you just described is just one thing after another. This is it, very attitude era esque Exactly. Bam, yeah. bam, 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 bam. Like, yeah. kept you, you get going. Uh, another big story beat throughout the night was Io Shirai and her constantly going after Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez. Gonzalez and confronting her. Raquel kept kicking her ass until the very end where, well, Raquel had a good, good match with Zoe Stark. She wins. 
And then, oh, um, man, she she is. So, I, there's something Zo- about her. Yeah, Zoe Stark. I she's, thought Zoe carried her throughout that match. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's. I'm glad you said that because I feel a little concerned about if they do put the belt on Raquel mm-hmm. and the fact that, like, if they don't put her in there with more experienced people than her, then she's going to wind up looking not so good. Yeah, mediocre mm-hmm. at best. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. No, because Raquel, and she's had a great, what, last six months, and she's had some good matches with like Rhea Ripley, but she's also been very protected with those tag matches with Dakota Kai. So I get what you're saying. She's looked very strong, but she's also been very well protected. Zoe Starks, though, I feel like is someone, once they get her gear, new gear, and like some. New music and New music. a little bit of a makeover, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but she's 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 got she's terrific, really special. Like she's, she's brand new, and she she kind of shines over everyone else there. Well, yeah. you brought up a good point. Well, one Zoe Stark, yeah, Zoe Stark's still wearing like her more just basic like indie gear and that's what yeah. all new nxt signings still wear that and then they eventually go through like a big makeover change and we saw Io Shirai yeah. go through that a lot of people Candace go through yeah exactly where they kind of change their gear and look um but zoe stark over the last month she's been in some big high profile matches yeah. she tagged with eo took on raquel and dakota um she had a match with eo yeah so she's oh yeah that's right yeah so it's like in the last month she took it on some of the big names in the women's division so they must have high praise and hopes for zoe stark and she's great in the ring i know she lost here and people are like oh she just keeps losing i'm like She's still in these high-profile matches. It makes sense. She's the rookie compared to everyone else in the NXT uh, system. you got to build her up in these kind yeah. of matches in order well, for her to be... She's an underdog, and that's what you want, to be a babyface, to be an underdog. Well, then also, it's like, okay, sure, you lost here, but you lost to the best people in the division. It's okay by me. It's like you're still in a high-profile match. And then, exactly. and then moving forward, start putting her against some lower-tier people and start building up her, her win-loss record. Hey, hey, Danny, how many times did Stone Cold beat Bret Hart? <laughs> One or zero. He's never beat him. Did that hurt Stone Cold Steve Austin no. at all? Absolutely no. not. No. So that's right. Like, God, he lost thirteen Survivor Series. Yeah. Canadian Stampede. Okay. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Yeah. Because that's yeah. right. Because there was for WrestleMania fourteen. I saw a video. There was different options for what was going to be the main event. But obviously, it was Stone Cold and Shawn. But the rumor was also maybe Brett if he was going to stay. And I mean, that's a whole other history. Thing. Plus, Brett only beat Shawn Michaels once, and that was Survivor Series '92. You you can judge it better by how much screen time they're having. If they're getting exactly. a lot of screen time, then you're you're looking good. If you're getting squashed real quick, you know you're not. You know, you, you look at a um, what's her name. Uh, but that's a good point that you brought up. That as far as okay, sure they're losing, but they're getting a lot of screen time. They're putting on competitive long matches yeah. against the top tier people in that division. So Zoe Stark. I, I think she should be a champion within the next two years. I, I, I oh, really yeah. think she easily has that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, go back to EO. Kept confronting Raquel over and over. Raquel threw her through the wall, power bomber, all these things. Till the very end, big melee. All the women from the roster come out. And EO Shirai jumps on all of them, stands tall. I love she was like, yeah, yeah, shaking her head, going, ah, yeah. all that stuff. Um 
I just like that EO, it shows that she has the will to not give up. She could take a beating, but keep coming after you. I don't know. Is there any other major uh, observations from how EO no. dealt with Raquel all night? No. 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 Okay. I'm, I'm kind of like for me with that match, I'm just ready for it. Like I like to me, there's almost too much of the build for it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care anymore. Just give me the match. <laughs> um, probably. Let me see here. Maybe the last thing we could talk about. I mean, I know uh, we saw Zia Lee take on KC and Caden Carter. Yeah. T and Shaw, uh, or that's the name of their team. But Mei Ying sat in her chair still. She didn't fight. And she well, gave. You, uh, I, what's... I found out. I found out who that is. Who is it? Go on. Karen Q, who was in the Mae Young class. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I just liked how she blew smoke in Caden Carter's face. Well, she's giving the Ming super high. The Haku Tongue and Death Grip. Yeah, but it was funny. Matt Riddle took that 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 photo yeah. and tweeted. He's like, oh, come on, bro. I guess he wanted to partake in that scenario. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> With the smoke in the face. Uh-huh. So Matt Riddle tweeting out some gold right there. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Anything else major? I guess the main thing was just Johnny Gargano and the Gauntlet Eliminator. Yeah, we could touch on that. Yeah, that's probably the last thing. So Gargano still very pissed off that you know, uh, he has the challenge or take on the winner of that gauntlet match and has less than 24 hours to prepare. Austin Theory and him are backstage and still calling Regal Mr. Cuckoo, Cuckoo Bananas. And then uh, Austin Theory's uh, uh, Gargano is like, dude, why are you even in this match? And he's like, dude, if I win, heard of the finger poke of doom? And he's like, yeah, it killed the business. Well, how? We're still here. And he's like, good point. So I think he's kind of sticking it to all the marks out there who criticized the finger poke of doom. It's like, it's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Great. Great. Just, it's, it's, it's heel heat. That's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. They desecrated the belt. <laughs> so then, uh, next up, they the big battle royal of all 12 competitors. Um, very fun match. I mean, uh, Kushida and Pete Dunn fell out of the ring holding each other. Yeah. Cause we saw Kushida earlier tonight saying he's the best technical wrestler. Pete Dunn confronted him and said, no, I'm the best technical wrestler. That led into the match. They fall out, still going at it. So they're going to have a separate match at TakeOver. Looking forward to that one. Um, Austin Theory <laughs> falls out of the ring. <laughs> He does a, what's that, kip up? Yeah, I tried, like Kofi <laughs> Kingston would have, you know. But his feet land on the ground. They're like, dude, you're eliminated. He's like, oh, man, what the hell? So, um, like, no way. Still a very fun match. Dex Loomis didn't really do much. He stood in the corner and watched no, everyone battle it out. My favorite part during the match was um, L.A. Knight. He was looking, staring at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. But he, you big dummy. But no, he's staring at Dexter Loomis. It reminded me, he was like staring at him like he was like a mannequin in Macy's or something like that. <laughs> or you know how you, you know, that you can't, or like you're looking, at, he's like looking at him like he's a mime or something like yeah. that. Or or like the guards at Buckingham Palace or something like that. <laughs> you know? It was goofy. It was just funny, goofy thing moment i but thought no, it was funny. very fun battle royal. i know it's very convoluted they had 12 guys competing in this battle royal the final six are going to be in the gauntlet match night one to take over and then the winner will fight gargano the next night and the way the last six guys are eliminated that's going to be your number entry in the gauntlet on night one to take over so i actually kind of like how they had the graphic down below and you know, when the sixth guy got eliminated, they put his num his his picture up in five, four, three, two, one. So the final six are going to be Swerve Scott, Leon Ruff, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, 
Dexter Loomis and LA Knight who end up winning. I like how it played out. The final three was Dexter Loomis, LA Knight, and Cameron Grimes. He tried to bribe them and like, guys, let me give you some money. Jump out of the ring. But they didn't have how it. Many, how many how many weeks are we away from having your uh, taxes in? Oh, uh, April 15th. Okay, so what uh, night of the week is that? <laughs> uh, so you think that's where you're going to lose it's all a, his money? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Let me see. April. That's two 20th. weeks. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, what's, yeah it's uh, be Thursday. Thursday. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Cameron Grimes going to lose his money on taxes. IRS is coming for him. Mike Rotonda. That would be a great callback. Because uh, remember, it has to happen. Ted DiBiase. He's got to start calling out Ted DiBiase. Well, Ted DiBiase. What was his faction with that IRS? Money Incorporated. Money Incorporated. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> one, two, three, kid. Nikolai Volkov. Bam, bam. Uh man. So no. Uh, I'm trying to think. Anything else Steve from Austin? NXT stood out? I think we covered all of it. It was a lot of fun. Just. I'm super stoked for uh, TakeOver. Cannot wait. going to be on Peacock, and it's going to be good, man. So, uh, all right. So, you want to power through the predictions real quick, Richard? Is that what you want to do? Let's do it. Okay. Go for it. Let me see. Where did my notes go for that? NXT. I had it. There we go. Stand deliver. Okay. So, night number one, Wednesday, April 7th, live on the USA Network and Peacock. Uh, Pete Dunn versus Kushida. Who do you think, Richard? I'm going for the one I want to win, and that's Kushida, because I don't like Pete Dunne. Yeah. Cat killer. You heard it here first. <laughs> Tommy, what do you think? Oh, I'm picking Kushida. Yeah, I mean, Pete Dunne, he's already been kind of having some big matches. Like, Kushida is due. He's due for a push. I think I, I predicted with Philip off the air. I think I said Pete Dunne. Now I should maybe redo it and go with well, You're Kushida. saying it on the air. It's on the record now. This is uh, the A show anyway. This is the A show because Tommy and I are here. I know, I yeah. Know. We're, we're the road warriors of your podcast uh, networking. Thank, thank you. Um, or the Steiners. What do you want to be, Tommy? You want to be the Steiners or the, the Road Warriors? Or Demolition? Steiners. All right. We're the... We're the uh, <laughs> Demo- <laughs> you know where I'm going already, don't you? <laughs> we're the Demolating Steiners of Doom. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I'm going to go with Pete Dunn, because I think Pete Dunn might be... They might try to interject him back into the main event scene, so he needs a win to kind of... Wow. Get that momentum totally went going. back on your go back. <laughs> that was my pick. Uh, Walter versus Ciampa. Walter, all day. Yeah, Walter. Walter is going to slap so much on his chest. I mean, he's, he's going to slap, slap him hair. so hard. He's going to give Ciampa a heart attack. He's going to get Ciampa bald. <laughs> Make yeah. him bald again. Uh, chops are brutal, man. Six-man gauntlet match. So, as I said, Ruff, Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Graham, Six Loomis, and L.A. Knight. Who do you think is going to win? Take on Gargano. Say that one more time. Say yeah. that one more time. Leon Ruff, Isaiah no. Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. Me, I'm leaning towards Dexter Loomis, Loomis because he already has good. history with Gargano. Already. Yeah, well, well, the, Loomis. The first three don't have any momentum. Correct. And I think the story with Bronson right now still goes to Eli L.A. Drake, Knight. L.A. Knight. No. Yeah. So... Cameron Grimes could get it potentially, <laughs> and plus, uh, yeah, but, but you know, a heel versus heel. And yeah, they, they need a baby face, and the only baby face is Leon Ruff and Loomis. I guess Bronson as well. Yeah, Bronson. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm kind of leaning towards. Loomis, uh, and I think Loomis wins it. 
Yeah. Becomes new North American champion. I could see that. Yes. Okay, we'll save that for one second. Uh, uh, tag titles, MSK, Grizzle John Veterans, and Legado del Fantasma. I probably want to see MSK win, but I think they want to keep it on some heels and have MSK go on a longer journey. I think Grizzle Young Veterans are going to win. I agree. Me too. Okay. Nice. And then ma- main event, Io Shirai take on Raquel Gonzalez. My mm. feeling is Raquel's probably going to win, and yeah. then Io will lose and get moved up to Raw or SmackDown. That's how I see it. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, think about the night after WrestleMania. I'm going Raw. with Io. Okay. All right. That's fine. My heart wants Io to win, but me too. I'm thinking from the business standpoint, it's like they got to. EO's I, done it all. EO's done it all in NXT now yeah. in the last year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm tip, historically though, they don't bring over, you know, just champions. So yeah, you, you know, sure. usually, like like that last. What was the last batch? Was that lace? No, that was two years ago or three. I just I don't know. I just I I get just saying. Doesn't that have to be champions that get called up? It could be just someone that's really good on the roster, mid card, whatever I, it is. I, for me, I just don't think that Raquel's ready. I I, I totally see what you're I saying. Understand, yeah. I understand. Like like uh, if you, even even if this was Mercedes Martinez, who's not featured on NXT, I would say it'd be Mercedes Martinez just yeah. for experience. I mean, I just my, my okay. I I will say Raquel, but like hypothetically, if Eel does win. Who does dethrone her then? I mean, maybe Tony Storm gets back. I, I think Tony Storm could still. I think Tony Storm still has a chance to get that. So, mm, yeah. So many questions, man, the, to see how this plays out. So we'll see. Uh, night number two. So, um, as uh, I mentioned earlier, Gargano, Austin were backstage talking. Also, Candace and Indy Hartwell were also back there and they challenge. Uh, Shotzi Blacker and Ember Moon for a women's tag title match, and Ember Moon Shotzi accepted, shot the cannon at them. Um, so yes, it's going to happen. Part of me is Candice LeRae has lost so many title opportunities. I can't see her losing another one. I can, just because can- it's a, she's in a comedic heel role right now. So she, yeah. she, her, her, as long as her character is strong, which it is. Yeah, because like, that's kind of the appeal with the way is that there there's so much talk with the way mm-hmm. and not a whole lot of backing up, which is kind of like it's great that Johnny Gargano got the belt because it's just kind of he's just been a, 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 a kind of a loser champion. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, God, I just think if I picked the way though, and then Amber and Shotzi have a really short title rate, and that's three, three champion, three sets of champions in less than a, well, or over a month that those tag titles have been in existence. And, and does it seem like Indy is the most focused right now? No, I mean she loves Dexter Loomis yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, I'm picking Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Um, yep. All right, I'll go Amber Moon Shotzi. As well. Um, next up, the cat, Jordan Devlin, taking on Santos Escobar. The, the NXT, kid. <laughs> NXT Cruiserweight Championship, a ladder match, which, uh, Rich, I know you were on last week, but Shawn Michaels brought the, came out, grabbed the ladder, threw it in the ring as a sign of, like, here you guys go. You settle it this way. If you're going to unify titles, you got to do it in a ladder match, calling out him and uh, Scott Hall, WrestleMania 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a. Uh, my thinking is that NXT Cruiserweight 
it needs to stay in America, especially with 205 Live. So I think Santos Escobar is going to win. Yeah. I'm yeah, picking Santos. I yeah. I mean, I like Jordan Devlin, his work in the ring. I don't know if Ugh. he can stay long term in America. Hope not. Um, or if he's going to be just still devoted to NXT UK. But I don't see the NXT Cruiserweight going back overseas again. Even though Jordan Devlin didn't really get to have a long title reign as champion. I think Santos Escobar is a greater, better heel champion and therefore should should win here. Um, all right, Johnny Gargano taking on the Gauntlet Eliminator winner. So I think all of us said Dexter Loomis. Dexter. Do you think Dexter yeah. could be the new North American champion? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to put him to sleep. Yeah. I think Johnny Gargano, NXT, Mr. Takeover, Johnny Takeover wins well, again. If, if, if Loomis beat him, that would kind of end their their feud finally, right? Mm-hmm. But if Johnny, if Johnny retains, then it most most likely it's going to be Loomis chasing. Yeah. So, uh, so are they going to are they going to keep chasing for how many more months? Because <laughs> this has been going on for already two or three months, right? Here, okay. One little thing. Part of me why I think Jordan Devlin would win is he stays here and works at NXT Prime. And then Santos Escobar, I would like to see him move on up to the North American title scene. Yeah. I think that would be really cool well, for him. They're not going to do a heel versus heel. Then you'd have to say Loomis would have to win. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be Loomis uh, and Escobar. By the way, he is, a, he is a really good promo. Oh, Escobar. Santos. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, like if, if you want to, if people are confused as to why Andrade got released or granted his release, compare Andrade's promo to. Uh, Escobar. Yeah. It's day and night. Santos is amazing on the microphone, just he what he's been doing. really good. Like, not Top even notch. for a foreigner. Like, he's really good compared to, like, a lot of people. Promos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Gargano still. Uh, all right. Adam Cole take on Kyle O'Reilly. Now, very similar to, like, EO and Raquel as far as my thinking process. <laughs> I could see Kyle wins. And Adam loses and then gets over bumped over to Raw or SmackDown. I think this has been the exit plan for Adam Cole to get off NXT for a while now. That's what I'm thinking. I think Kyle's going to win, get the big baby face win, and then Adam Cole loses and officially moves on over to Raw or SmackDown. Uh, so that's what my thinking is as well. Roderick Strong is a f- factor as well, wild card. Uh, I don't know, Tommy, what are you kind of thinking about this? Um. I could see Kyle O'Reilly winning. Kyle O'Reilly winning, and um, I could see if 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 uh, Adam Cole goes to the main roster, I'd rather see him go to SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown would probably be a better show for him. Right. So that's how I see it. What about you, Richard? What you, it's your heart thinking, your mind or your my, heart? My heart is thinking that there's no holes in your analysis, so I'm going to go with Kyle O'Reilly. Gotcha. Because okay. I, I feel like uh, Kyle's probably also going to be a top guy for NXT going yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. If, if he can get a win over a top guy, I mean, it, even if if Adam wins and goes away, I think Kyle's still going to look good, and he's still going to be a top guy. So, but mm-hmm. I feel like uh, it's going to be Kyle because we're not going to get a rematch anytime soon. Yeah, if Kyle, yeah. if if Adam leaves. Last but not least, I think Tommy, you and I both know what Richard's answer is already. No, but uh, Finn Balor defending the NXT Championship against. Carrying Cross, Scarlet will be out there. Why, Scarlet? By the way, new little haircut. Got the bangs haircut going, looking good, right, Richard? So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see the heart, the heart emoji up there. All right, what are you thinking, man? 
for this It's a no-brainer for him. You know what I'm thinking. Okay, so there were rumors that Karrion Cross went to Tropicana Field and met with Vince privately. So I don't know if Vince wants... Did you see a photo? I mean, it's just rumors. I mean, of course. It's dirt sheet rumors, yeah. Yeah. So does Karrion Cross lose here and gets called up to Raw or SmackDown as well? I think Adam... I think Finn Balor's getting called up because i heard a or a interview with him recently where he was saying that he was only supposed to be in nxt for a year yeah and it's been so, like a year and a half now yeah yeah um whoever loses uh, this i think it's gonna move over to raw or smackdown yeah. that's that's yeah yeah for sure but uh the problem now is if cross wins who beats cross there's no one in his size or his league i guess you could have kyle at some point. That's what I would. That's what I was thinking. I mean, that's I. I could see Cross winning. That way, they can pick up the story that they were trying to tell last year before he got injured. So, the way WWE works, from what I've heard, is that they typically when something like that, someone gets hurt like that, that storyline is gone forever for them. Like they don't hold on to it and put it in their back pocket for later. Okay. WWE is done with that. Okay. The time, the time has passed. The mood has changed. So. uh I mean, damn, because it was at a spot where they still had Dijakovic and and uh, he could have been elevated back then. But um, I mean, or have, I mean, I'm just saying if Cross loses, goes to Raw, Dominic Dijakovic retribution just broke up. Maybe he can go back as Dominic. And Do you want to see Kyle and Balor three? I mean, yeah, they're both left there. Huh? Yeah. I want something uh, different. I want Kyle and Karen Cross. That's what I want. And then Pete Dunn could be also on the outside looking in as well. Um, hmm. I mean, there's the chance of Walter yeah. coming over. Walter and, versus and winning Cross. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh my god, that would, that would be badass. Oh, yeah. that would be just. Oh, yeah. uh, so <laughs> okay. I think I said Finn to fill off the air. I might have to go change carrying Cross, just because I think Finn, Finn. His presence, well, he's probably due to go back to Raw or SmackDown. There's also rumors that uh, uh, Harry Smith is coming back to WWE. Davey Boy Smith Jr. I can see he's that. He's yeah, the that, Hall he, of Fame and stuff he, with his dad. You could throw into the mix with NXT. That would be an appropriate fit to dethrone someone like a Karrion Cross, Or you Ooh. just put him on the main roster. Yeah, he's a good veteran at this point now with his history. So there's there's a lot to look at, but I'm going with Cross still all day. Unless there is the chance, you know, Balor cut that promo about uh, channeling your rage and your yeah. and your emotions. Being sloppy. But like that, yeah. that could be a decoy and we get the demon. And we know that Balor's never lost the demon. Yeah. But I think so, that promo is saying that's why the demon has been around. He's been able to control his emotions. Yeah, but we've also not even heard him mention the demon in how long. It's been like two years since we've seen the demon. Yeah. Is that a red Bray Wyatt. It was Bray Wyatt, right? Was it the last well, he didn't, one? They mm-hmm. didn't have that match. Oh, that's right. He got sick. Bray got sick that so time. We, yeah, we got AJ and, and Finn, which was amazing. But, uh... <sighs> I mean, I think it could, be a, it, it could be a decoy and we get the demon, but I, I'm guessing no. All right, I can see Cross winning. Finn's had a really good title reign in this time period. Um, and then Kyle Riley can be booked up as the next guy to challenge carrying Cross as a baby face. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, we'll see how it goes. So much to get into. Looking forward to NXT Takeover Stand Deliver both nights next week. We will do our reviews, so please subscribe to us, and uh, you'll be the first to see that notification when it gets uploaded. All right, let's go ahead and start wrapping things up. Richard, where can the clicks just find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Pro Wrestling 101, and on Twitter, you can send your hate mail to <laughs> at BabyHuey83. Uh, hate tweets. Hate tweets. Send your most vile and angry thoughts about professional wrestling there, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's it for me. <laughs> Tommy, how about you? Oh, uh, you can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at IronFist1982. I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram as Richard kindly announced at Baby Huey eighty three in the click. Uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as well. Subscribe, follow us there. Click the link in our bio, get the merch. Uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube. And in the click, rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, in the rate, click, review, and subscribe. All that good stuff. All right, clicksters. On that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.